Join Scotty and Hands Thursday from noon to 3 at My Hearing Center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. And you can join Hands right now because he's joining us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset, get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Hands, good morning. Good morning, my friends. We are getting very close to some actual football. And <laughs> we really need it. We're coming up with, but the, actually this is where PK shines because he's very good at coming up with topics. His question of the day today is a good one. What are the local fan bases dreaming about? I said Aggies and Utes are dreaming of conference titles because Utes don't have a Pac-12 title and the Aggies don't have a Mountain West title. And he said, no, it's a dream. you got to upgrade it. Playoffs for the Utes. New Year's Six for the Aggies. And that leaves the question, what should BYU be dreaming about? You played for the Cougars. You talked to Cougars. What are Cougars dreaming about? <laughs> uh, I think the Cougars are dreaming about, about a New Year's Six, too. Uh, that's would be their ultimate goal. And I know that that's an extremely lofty goal. Um, and it's good. it would be extremely hard to get there, but I think with ESPN's help and an 11-1 or a 12-0, probably going to take a 12 and 0 to get there you won't get into the 14 playoff but they got to be dream- dreaming of the same thing like uh, you know being able to run 4 and 0 out of the gates and trying to get some national interest you guys remember last time they started strong and Taysom was getting blown up and Trevor Trevor Maddich was on ESPN every other day and and they started to get the hype and then it all came crumbling down but that's got to be their dream too New Year's Day. So, hands, I'm an idiot. The other day, I go to get gas at Costco, put my wallet on the car roof, and then drive off. And (laughs) don't get, but maybe 500 yards away and realize I left my wallet on the roof. Circle back, go to Costco, meet with, they always have uh, someone working there, call him over. He says, okay, and we'll search for it. Spent two hours looking for it and never found it. Never found it. <sighs> what a pain in the butt that is. So now I've got to go through the process of go get a license, credit cards, blah, blah, blah. So I go to the bank yesterday, and I got to get some a debit card and all that stuff. And so says uh, calls up my history and blah, 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 and sees a... I just got my uh, expenses reimbursed from uh, last month down in California, and it says on there yeah. for the jazz. I said, oh, you work for the jazz? I said, yeah. Oh, what do you do? I said, well, I'm in radio. And she says to me, oh, do you know Hans? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and did you say apparently you don't? <laughs> well, I... I I had no clue what you're saying because I don't I, I didn't know people mispronounce your name and say Hans as no, it's it was, a little bit of a shtick as if it was an O not an A and then when she said Olson and I said Oh yeah that big old oaf I know him yeah absolutely <laughs> so somebody out there still calling you Hans yeah I know. It still happens. Really confused. You, you, you do know who knows me and who doesn't when they when they say it the wrong way. Yeah, and I think it was uh, uh, a uh, she's a impending spouse of an of an employee who apparently had met you. 
So, oh, okay. Yeah, nevertheless. So, big old Hans. So, I said, yes. Yeah, were, were you able to get your debit card and everything okay? I got, I got a card, yes. Yeah, so, at least uh, at least I got some access to cash. And now I got to go get the driver's license and all that spiel. And, and the credit cards are in the mail. But now, don't put stuff on the roof because then if you drive off, you might lose it. And like me, I... I lost it, and uh, that, that's very frustrating. But uh, nevertheless, you know they teach they teach you more than just football here on the DJ and PJ show. Yeah. There you go, life life lessons. <laughs> so as I'm looking at these football teams and wondering, you know, what is the goal? What is the dream? Uh, we'll start with BYU. I made an assertion, see if you agree with this, that this is Kalani's best team that he's had since he's been here. And what I mean by that, you know, that first year, it really wasn't his team. You and any coach comes over your first year, you are going to inherit the bulk of the players are going to be from the prior regime. But then you get moving on into your fourth year, and you're going to get the bulk of the players going to be your team. And so he has his guys... Not all of them, because some of them are still probably out on missions and whatnot. But I think the bulk of the roster is going to be his guys. So he's able to recruit to the manner that he likes. And you've known this man for many, many years. What would you describe as far as what is a Kalani Sataki guy when he goes out and recruits? Because you, we've been next to Chris Peterson, and we've heard him say for several years now, they need to recruit their kinds of guys. And I know you recognize that because he says it over and over again. So how would you describe Kalani's type of guys on a football team? Well, I think loyalty really sticks out. You, you want a guy that is not ever going to be thinking transfer, that's going to be thinking... I'll work for him. He'll work for me. I know he's got my back. I've got his back. I, I know loyalty would be a huge thing. Discipline would be another big thing. Um, I think that Kalani has had a little bit of a learning curve on what his type of guy is having to deal with BYU's restrictions because as loving as you know Kalani to be and, and as good-hearted as you know Kalani to be, I want people to understand that when the doors are shut and the game is about to break and all the pressure has mounted, Kalani, in his heart, Kalani is a deep-rooted warrior. Like, I'm talking anger, um, rage, all those kinds of things inside of a competition. He wants dogs. He wants dudes that will go out and do everything within their ability to get a win. And, you know, sometimes that type of individual just doesn't fit the, the recruiting pattern any longer at BYU. And, and so he's probably had to restrict himself in certain areas of bringing in, you know, certain mentalities. Because a lot of times those mentalities come with maybe less focus on academics, less focus on a clean personal life, and a little bit more edgy in living. And and I, I know in today's world on air, we can't really draw conclusions like that. But I will tell you that some of the nastiest dudes I've come across on a football field were some of the nastiest dudes in their personal life. And 
uh, it's it's really hard to find that balance, and I'm sure it's been hard for Kalani to find that balance because he wants the dogs. He wants the nasty. In his heart, he is that kind of competitor. Now, he's got the ability to be fantastic in his personal life but be a dog on a football field, and that's really hard to find. So, Pika, I think his delivery and the guys that he are that he's been that he is now currently looking for i think it's ever evolving at BYU um and i think that initially some of the guys that he went after didn't fit the BYU mold and he's had to learn that okay i want this kind of guy but he still has to fit this kind of mold and i'm sure that that's been frustrating at times for him so this is, as PK says, year four, and you know it, it takes a while with missions and red shirts and that. What about this team? Do you think is spot on, and Kalani's got it where he wants? And what is still definitely a work in progress? And you know, honestly, probably a weak spot as they go into this season. I think this offensive line is spot on, and I and I think that he's got depth for the next three, four years. I, I think that they've recruited some great offensive linemen, and I think that Mike Impey left a nice full covered, cupboard, and I think that Pew left a nice cupboard for Mateos. And this isn't just a flash-in-the-pan, one-year offensive line solidified. It's probably two, three, maybe even four years where this offensive line is going to be in good hands. At least that's how it currently looks. And I know that Jeff Grimes is, Grimes is going to continue to to direct that. Um, I think that he really loves the direction of that. And, and, DJ, I'll tell you that when Kalani came in and some of my first conversations with Kalani and Ty Detmer and Mike Impey and it really anybody that was a part of that staff in discussion was, we have to get back to the old, good old-fashioned big boy offensive line play. And I was talking to Scotty on air about this. I was just talking about my time at BYU and all the guys that I saw go in the draft and all the offensive linemen that I saw land with teams. Um, Guys that people would remember, uh, maybe a guy like Eric Bateman or a guy like John Tate, and guys that people probably wouldn't remember guys like Larry Moore, who was the center on that 96 team that played with the Colts and, and the league for six or seven years. That was the type of offensive lineman that Kalani grew up around. It was the type of offensive lineman that Ty Detmer played behind. It was the type of offensive lineman that Mike Impey was. And they came in and said, okay, we got to level this whole structure. Everything that's been brought in with this run and shoot and this, and this high pace offense and these skinny offensive linemen and this undersized nature. And, and we got to go out and we got to recruit dudes. And they did. And, and they, I think they've nailed it. And I think they're finally going to get back to kind of draftable ways. And, and I know it's been one of my biggest points of emphasis how long it's been since a BYU offensive lineman's been drafted. But 17 years is way too long to go at BYU without a drafted offensive lineman. So they've got it dialed in. I think that they're absolutely headed in the right direction there. thing that they've got to change and fix got to be the defensive ends. Has to be. I'm, 
I have, I, I get, like, I like these guys. And, you know, even when you moved Sione Takitaki and you had to put him at end, I thought there were times where he did things well, but he could still get crushed and moved off the edge and eventually had to go back to his original figure, which is linebacker. Um, they have to improve their recruiting and their talent pool at the defensive end. Devin Kafusi's coming around, but and Trajan Peely is, and I think, and this is in Kalani's words, uh, he no, sorry, this is in Elisa Tuiaki's words, the defensive coordinator. Trajan Peely is a serviceable defensive end. They've got to find the hundred mimics. You got to remember Elisa Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator at, at BYU. He coached Hunter Dimmick and Nate Orchard at BYU. Kalani Sataki, he, he brought in the Paul Krugers and the Dave Krugers and, and the Koamisis and, and all those great defensive ends that were rushing for, for the University of Utah. He brought those guys in. He's got to find a way to get those guys rushing off the edge at BYU. But I think right there is two of your biggest points. All right, so you say the offensive line, it's on its way, and you see some promise. So with that in mind, what are we expecting as far as the ground game? Should be good, PK. You know, in fact, I'm, I'm sitting here. Um, I'm doing some film review for the website uh, that I'll be releasing a little bit later today. And I've gone through the first two offensive series for, for the BYU-Utah 2018 game. And there's not much that's going to change. And I've been tweeting a little bit about this. I'm even looking at first rotators. So on the defensive side, Utah started Maxis Tuapai, Lucky Foe Two, John Penicini, and Bradley and I. Um, that's going to largely be intact. That's probably the starting four that you'll see. Maybe Mika Tafu and Seta Tupai, but very much that will be the four guys that will be on the field. And then your first rotators were Tafua, Tonga, and Pututau. So Tonga and Pututau, obviously back. Tafua is going to be a, a, a huge piece of what they do this year. So everything they did up front is going to be, personnel-wise, is going to be the same. BYU side of things, I'm watching this currently. You've got Hodge, Empey, Longson, and Christensen starting. The only guy that you're going to miss, even in the first two rotators, is Austin Hoyt. Your rotators are still going to be uh, Salipaga, and you may mix in a new one in pairing. But outside of that, this is it's all the same, PK. Now, what they're doing is they're adding a, a, a much more serviceable experience back. BYU took Matt Hadley, and they're like, well, I know you play defense, but Lapini Katoa is injured. We're going to have to have you run the ball. They, they didn't have any other options. And so I'm watching plays where Matt Hadley, they're running a zone play and allowing Bradley and I free off the backside. And in a zone run, as a running back, you don't have time to stall at the give. You have to fire downhill and hit the gap. And I watch Matt Hadley stall, and Bradley and I get to tackle for a loss in that first series. But then I watch this offensive line, and I'm actually watching a play that's right here with about nine minutes to go. BYU got that fumble uh, that muffed punts back from Utah. And Matt Hadley gets the ball. They pull Brady Christensen, and he follows the pull extremely well, and he goes for a, about a 15-yard run to get them on, like, the seven-yard line where you finally throw it in for your first touchdown to Neil Powell. So 
PK, I'm actually watching what's going to happen here up front. I'm actually watching what's going to happen here in the run game. BYU should be able to run the ball against this Utah front. They should. Even as, as great as this Utah front is, I'm looking at the exact same front versus the exact same front that BYU has with an inexperienced running back, and they're running the ball in the first three quarters of this game. So now, big- everything slows down because of fatigue, exhaustion, lack of depth, lack of running back because Hadley got hurt. Like, everything slowed down. But, PK, I'm looking at a, at a BYU team that should be able to run the ball. And, and a Utah defense that's probably going to have to make some concessions. They're, they're probably going to have to start slamming the gaps. And they're going to have to play a little bit of two-gap using their defensive linemen to control offensive linemen and trying to let Francis Bernard and Devin Lloyd do their thing. So, yeah, I, I love the question, and I think that there is running capability here. So you got BYU winning the game then? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. It was a conclusion no, I, that should I, I not don't. have been drawn. You need to apologize. I don't think I do. He laughed laughed pretty hard, so I don't think I do need to apologize. I think the question is, will Utah be the second Utah sports team at the university to play Clemson and Alabama this year? Because Utah women's soccer opens, this is courtesy of Kurt Craigthorpe, opens at Clemson and at Alabama. And I told Kyle, well, I expect the football team to be doing the same also, playing those two teams. And even better, they'll play them both on neutral sites. What did Kyle say? After I picked myself up off the ground? <laughs> <laughs> After you cleaned the dirt up off your, off your back, what, what did Kyle say? <laughs> he kind of looked at yeah, that's me. Not, that's, that's really lofty, isn't it, PK? But at the same time, it, it, it's as likely this year as this is. That, that scenario this year would be more likely than what I saw in 2008. Like, I, I could predict what you just said better than I could have in 2008. And and a lot of that is based off of roster, but the majority of that is based off of schedule and placement. I, I You know, outside of that Washington game, that Washington game could be the showdown. You know, they, they've, got to, they've got to open up the gates early with BYU because BYU is chomping at the bit, and, and this is not – they're not going to just go away. Like, Utah is going to have to fight tooth and nail. But then you've got a couple of recovery games. But I'm saying that that's not as lofty as if, – if you were to come to me in 2008 and say, hey, I think that they're going to go undefeated, I would believe that this team could get to the – the 14 playoff better than I could have believed that 2008 team was going to go undefeated and beat Alabama. I can buy that. All right, on that note, on that solid point, we will let you go. Hans, not Hans, Hans. (laughs) I'm glad you're not some banker that PK had a happenstance with and call me Hans. I appreciate that. How do you like living in our community and they find my wallet and they still haven't returned it, and it doesn't look like you're going to return it. Take the 50 bucks that was in there, but at least cough up the wallet. I want to know what Costco, what what area was this in? I think, was Lloyd Cole anywhere close <laughs> to where that wallet? 
I don't know. It was on a Sunday. It's the one closer to downtown because I was on, as DJ will tell you, I was on my way to Channel 2, so I was in a total panic. He he texts me because I'm usually there on time. I'm like 15 minutes late, yeah, and then the red dot comes on, and I'm supposed to smile and be all cheerful, <laughs> and then the red dot goes off, and I'm, I am got to go, and I spent another two hours down there, literally two hours, oh. with the help of my neighbors who came down to help me to look in everywhere. We find, we stayed oh. until after the place closed to the point where my neighbor, the 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 uh, security comes by and in a car says, "Cause can I help you? Because she's looking in the trash." <laughs> and, and then we had to tell him why we were there because it was like eight thirty at night and it was starting to get dark. But no luck. Yeah, Somebody was, ripped was me there off. Any, was there any cash in the wall? Yeah, probably about uh, maybe maybe four fifty bucks tops. <sighs> Painful. I know, but it's more than asking all the other crap. So, that, that headache, man. So there you go, man. I can't let you charge a big screen TV on my credit card because I currently don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Lloyd's gonna show up with forty five dollars cash, and he's gonna have a new TV in his oh, house. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen. I knew it. Not to trust that guy. <laughs> all right, hands. We'll hear you today at noon. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, you bet. Talk to you later. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see the one, Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And it's sad because Antonio is such a great player. He really is. He's a competitor. He plays hard. He works out hard. But, you know, you don't need this already. If, if somebody told me I couldn't wear my neck roll anymore, you know. Or, you were famous for that. And I was famous for that. But if to play the sport I love, I'm like, okay, I just I, I can't wear the neck roll. I love it, but I can't. I just wear it in practice. I can't play in it. Join Ants and Scotty Wednesday from noon to 3, 1899, Westhurst Parkway in Lehigh. Customers that visit will receive a free liquid screen protector for your Android or Apple device while supplies last. That was Eric Dickerson. Yeah, and Eric Slightly Dickerson. bemused by the fact that Antonio Brown is just coming up with reasons not to go to Raiders and, camp. And Eric Dickerson, who's in his, what, 50s? Yeah, is now all rational. and Well, he's a mature guy. Yeah. so he's gonna, And he knows... When you're in the middle of it, you don't think it's going to end. And Eric Dickerson, I mean, he was one of the great, great running backs in NFL history, obviously. And he's looking back thinking, son, it goes fast. It does go fast. you got to enjoy yeah. every game, what every practice. What are you doing this for? Being with the guys. I mean, the two-a-days suck. Everybody says that. But you're still with the guys. And at the end, everybody says that's what they miss. Right. I'll miss being with the guys. I miss the, the sound in the locker room after a win. And you could have been, if you just weren't all this uh, nonsense, you could have been a Lin Swan. Right. And the nonsense is going to prevent that. 
Right. And I'm talking about I know what you with mean. the one Look, franchise. You're with the one franchise the whole time. You got this whole persona, mystique, yeah. just the, the— Playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. The, right. And the, and the fans are looking for someone to embrace. Love me back. Even if it's on a superficial pro sports only kind of level. You know, if you stay in one town your whole life, that town will love you. There's lots of examples of lots of cities. Ripken right. in Baltimore, Tony Gwynn in San Diego. And you're playing for a quality franchise right. that's usually competitive more often than not. Yeah. You had the whole deal. And, and even now, man, the Raider fans will love you, and you play with two teams well in this area. Yeah, but now that's it's going to be three cities, though. Yeah. And you're going to Vegas. And then there's just all this nonsense. I mean, the, his teammates aren't calling him out because it goes against the code, but this has gone on long enough and been loud enough that you know they're shaking their heads. Oh, I can tell you Fred Bolitnikoff is pissed. <laughs> Not his teammate exactly, but... But nevertheless, I one of the great point. ones. One of the great ones. I would have mentioned Cliff Branch, but he just recently passed. He did. He did. Legendary Raiders. Yeah. So Antonio Brown has filed another grievance because he didn't have a full calendar year to find a helmet that works for him. Oh, good grief. Get a helmet and get in the game. Let's go. And Ezekiel Elliott is upset because Jerry Jones said Zeke and made a little joke called the comment disrespectful. Well, in some communities, respect is what it's all about. Yeah. Well, there are the stars who aren't playing as we count down to the season. Jimmy Garoppolo's playing and not particularly well. One for six with a pick. Grand total of zero yards passing, a 0.0 quarterback rating, and the Niners beat the Broncos 24-15, but it's a little bit of a red flag right there. A red flag? Red flag. We got trouble. We've also been talking dreams this morning. Yotes, Cougars, Aggies, what is your dream? Dream, 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 dream. Hope you're, hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> oh, Dream Weaver, yeah, that's a real good one. I've been holding on to this one too. if they were coming back. When I was growing up, I always thought they used to say Earl Weaver. Ooh, Earl Weaver. I never understood. <laughs> Who sings this? Gary Wright. Gary Wright. Ooh, dream weaver. Okay. <laughs> well, it's tough when you go the ooh. You know, you get dream weaver, but when you put in, you proceed it with the ooh. It's hard to really hold that. Fortunately, I can. Too long. Too long. Let's go. Let's go. This is one of their hits. I know it it is. It's a little long intro waiting for it. Do do they? We're getting a lot of people. Does she she sing dreams? The word dreams? You say you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? So, I got a Stevie Nicks story. What do you got? I'm at my friend's house in California. You know the friend. And... Aha! That friend. <laughs> that friend. It's July 4th. Uh-huh. So, we're in the beautiful suburbs of Granada Hills out in the valley. Okay. And we're swimming in the backyard pool. Nice. Having a nice day. Yep. 
And my friend's parents, they invite some folks over. You know, going to have a July 4th barbecue. And the friend, the dad, the couple, they they bring over a couple. They, the, the man is a psychologist type in that field. Well, they're there. This is obviously long before cell phones. Phone rings at my friend's parents' house. Mm-hmm. And pick it up. Is Dr. So-and-so there, whatever his name was. I have no idea. Doc? Yeah. Well, on the other end is Stevie Nicks. And she needs to talk to this guy. Needs a prescription filled? I don't know exactly what it was. <laughs> or set up a meeting or has an issue that she's seeing him uh, professionally. Okay. Yeah. And he left the number of, here's where I'll be today at these this house. Cool. Spending the after July 4th afternoon. Hervey Village has this Stevie Nicks, man. So, I mean, if I answered the phone, I could have been talking to Stevie Nicks. Well, that would have been been something. (laughs) Our listeners are bringing it. Songs with dream lyrics. Utes to the playoffs. Utah State to the Cotton Bowl. Who's this? Cranberries. They're, I love the cranberries, and unfortunately, I like the song. singer. She dip, she died. She did. So, was her name Audrey? What's her name? Yeah, she, she's an Irish woman. It's an Irish band, and she she's like forty four years old a couple years ago, and she passed. Dolores. Dolores, that was it. Dolores O'Riordan? Yeah, Riordan, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and she died. Yep. It's a good song. At 40, I think she was 44? 44, correct. Yeah. I know. They were a good band. I got got them on my phone. Our listeners are bringing it. They're bringing it, PK. I actually checked that. She was 46, PK. 46? It so sucked. California dreaming, the mamas and the papas. That's oh, old school. Of course, yeah. duh. Yeah. Green I Day. About, I thought about having before you go Green Day. Yeah. I thought about having a, a personalized license plates when I moved here, coming from Phoenix and then Los Angeles to have to experience winters here. I thought about having a personalized license plates C A D R E M N. California Dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah, but that's negative. I know. And so I'm wondering (laughs) if that's just like, okay, what's the dream? Tomorrow we can do what's the nightmare for the Utes, the Cougars, and the Aggies. Well... Okay. Well, we got tomorrow be a friggin' day. (laughs) That's right. I just don't like the eye makeup. <laughs> What's your problem with Billy Joe? Come on. I just, I'm, I'm fine with the music. Help you have the time of your life. Cool tune. Yeah. But I just don't like the eye makeup. So I was flipping around one day, and one of their concerts was on whatever it was that's now been rebranded MTV Live. Okay. So it was on one of the precursors to that. It was on one of the music channels, right? So it's in concert. So I just got it on. It's fine. I like Green Day. Fine. And my daughter had to be like, five, six, seven, something like that. And she walked in. She saw the eye makeup. Dad, turn this off. 
This, 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 he's weird. He's bugging me. <laughs> she takes off out of the room. Yeah, I'm not a big eye makeup even for my females, let alone my males. Yeah, she, she didn't like it. <laughs> she didn't like it at all. There's a line out of one of my favorite tunes of all time, Comfortably Numb. The child has grown. The dream is gone. It's the dream is gone. The child has grown right at the end. And... That's a powerful lyric right there. So that has the word dream. The child has grown. The dream is gone. Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? The car's getting a shout out for a dream away. How's it go? Yak, make the magic happen. You're not making me sing. I'm not doing it. Is you that know, you know it? Uh, is that the name of the tune, or is it just a lyric? It's uh, the name of the tune. And what's it called? A dream away. You're just a dream away, a dream away, a dream away. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's your genius, right there. All right, DJ and PK. The dream. So you think the dream for BYU is to be? Mentioned nationally in November for whatever reason, whatever gets them on the map, whether it's a quarterback throwing for 5,000 yards or a running back running for 2,000 yards or the team uh, being, I don't know, on track for 10 wins, something, anything. Yeah, when you Whatever turn on any of these national shows in game, game day, college live, they've got stuff on Fox. Uh, during uh, what Wanstead and Liner and those guys do that stuff. And Petros is on that show, I think. If they can do something to have some form of mention, something that the program gets mentioned. That's the dream for, for BYU. I, I think for Utah and Utah State Conference Championships. Uh, if they win a conference, that'd be a great season. I want more than that, though, from Playoffs, Utah State. New Year's Six, baby. I want... Cotton Bowl, hello. I would say for Utah, win the Rose Bowl. Not just get to it. Right. I put that on a level of dream. If you're winning the Rose Bowl, if 5.30 Saturday night, the sun has set, and you're going to beat a most likely a nationally ranked, highly nationally ranked team, Pac-12 needs to get back to doing that. Used to own it. Not so much anymore. Right. I know if the Devils win, they would win. USC won a uh, shootout with Penn State a couple years ago. It was a very entertaining game. It was sort of the Sam Darnold coming out game. Get a load of this kid. I mean, he was sensational in that game and then rode it right to, what was he, the third pick? Third overall pick, yeah. Yeah. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback coming up. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From CBS Sports, Ben Kirchival, kind enough to join us. So when you're talking about calling your shot, Ben, who are you taking on calling your shot? I would put Utah in the top ten. I think they have a great defense. They have a lot coming back on offense. Probably one of the most underrated backfields in the country. And uh South's kind of weak this year. I think they'll win a lot of games. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm dreaming of having something to still watch BYU football for come November. I'll tell you one thing Utah is dreaming of, the national championship trophy that's sitting in BYU's trophy case. Let me tell you something about this speaker. He said, I don't care about this and I don't care about that. And then he says something so kind and so passionate. I say, he care about everything. <laughs> I don't even know what that was, but it was funny. I just like the accent. Feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Oregon didn't have a guy funneling guys to their school. It was one kid who never even played a single game in an Oregon uniform. Go Ducks, all caps, three exclamation points. Then why'd they get NCAA Devin. probation? Devin. Keep Oregon is just basically a hooker. Just revel in your years ago supremacy. Don't do not do that. Devin, nobody believes it was one kid. Yeah, we yeah. believe you only got caught for one kid, but nobody believes it was one kid. Why did Chip Kelly get a like a show cause show cause thing and have to go off to the NFL? Yeah, one kid. <laughs> Take your wins and just know that it's dirty. But you're winning. You're not the only plus one who's winning dirty. Plus, they didn't cooperate, and I think that was part of it. There was a little and, uh, there was and, a little foot dragging. There's going no on embarrassment there. when it was a Conzano of Portland up there in Oregon it called the guy Willie, and he thought well, Chip. So, well, his I call oh, him Will. I call him Will. Or was it he called him Will, but I call him Willie? Yeah. All together. Then, yeah. All together. <laughs> Come on. Okay. You just revel in your winning. You're, Come on over here. We'll help you with a better lie. You didn't win we clean. Yeah, no standards. But who's winning clean? Uh, my guess is pretty much nobody. Yeah. The stories and, we and, hear. And the good news is that whatever's going on in football is 100 times worth in basketball. Yeah, it's because one player worse. can make a massive right. difference. It's way worse. But hey. I've learned you're not going to convince people of anything, so believe what you want to believe. Hey, Oregon it was one guy, Devin. Everyone's picking on you. It's jealousy. Don't worry about it. Oregon basketball just got two like top-level guys in the last couple of days. I've got no suspicions whatsoever. Oh, hey. Go I- ahead. Eyebrow firmly raised. Mitch says, uh, BYU dream season. Beat Utah. Win 10 games. Kalani gets contract extension, and Taysom eventually takes over for Drew Brees. Well, I don't know. Eventually, it's probably sooner rather than later. I mean, Drew's 40 years old. Jordan says, if Utah's only losses to BYU, ooh, 12-1 and conference champs, and BYU goes undefeated, a perfect 12-0, and could we see a Clemson-Georgia-Utah-BYU playoff? I ask mostly because I want, I want Alabama left out. <laughs> well, that's right. You had Clemson and Georgia. Yeah, you had Georgia winning the SEC. Yeah, I don't, I don't think BYU gets in at 12-0. UCF didn't get in at 12-0. You, for that right, to happen, you'd have you, to have a Big Ten and Big 12 champs. They both have to have multiple losses. But that goes back to what we were saying earlier. You, BYU didn't get recognized when they were 12-0, but Utah did. So because 
You think UCF paved the way, maybe? To an extent. I can't and, guarantee and then you. And things break your way inside a season? There's got to be other stuff. I agree with you on that. There's got to be some multiple losses on some other teams, for sure. That and, titles. and then you need Tennessee, SC, Washington to be really good, right. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mix in there that Washington is 10-2. Uh, and two. Right. Right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tony and Austin are up next.